And welcome back to the State Champs High School Hockey Report Podcast. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belichian. Sean, how are you today? Excellent, John. Pleasure to be with you again, my friend. The podcast is presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association, and it's also brought to you by the MHSA. Sean, let's recap of last week. Brother Rice in Detroit Catholic Central. It came down to the wire 5-4. to four. What was your thoughts on that game? Well, you know, it was interesting. I, I was at a doubleheader. I got a chance to see Stevenson and Churchill and then Hartland and, and Franklin. So you and I were, were talking all night. Doesn't surprise me. I think much like we talked about, I mean, it's Brother Rice in Catholic Central. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And certainly, I you don't need me to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Catholic Central is a power in Division One. Brother Rice is a power in Division Two. A lot of people were talking up to me personally and privately, John, uh, Brother Rice this year, and uh, they've done nothing to to kind of distinguish or excuse me extinguish some of that chatter. So uh, came right down to the end. You were there, uh, you know. Hey, listen, Rice Rice has given them a battle a few times in the last couple of years, but in the end, uh, the Shamrocks prevail. My my big take was the atmosphere of the game. It was standing room only inside the Mitchell Kiefer Memorial. That's awesome. And that's what we've been talking about for the last few years, about the the joys of high school hockey, the environments of those games. Yeah, love it. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm getting out there uh, for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Uh, that's coming up this Saturday. I know we're going to hit on that in a little bit, but you're absolutely right. I mean, to me, that's the beauty of, of a game like that. You know, you have two boisterous student sections, not to mention all the alum that come back the night before Thanksgiving and, you know, the dad's clubs, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure that was a great atmosphere. I know we talked a little bit about CC, but what's your what's your feeling about this year's team? I know we talked last week about that. You know, everyone thought they were supposed to win it last year. They came up short against Brighton. You know, you feel like this is just extra motivation for them. This year? I, I do think that there's a there's a chip on the shoulder. There's no doubt about it. I mean, for what it's worth, I I talked to a coach um, and a, a well known coach who said he thinks they're more talented than last year. I mean, that, that's crazy. But when you think about it, when you go down their roster, uh, he might not be wrong. I mean, that that's the crazy thing about it because, uh, you know, John, the thing that you have to remember, I know you know this, but for the people out there, um, this was a loaded team of underclassmen last year. Those kids are a year older now. I mean, it, it, it really is frightening how much they have at their disposal. And, uh, you know, we, we think the world of Coach Cal, I, I think his entire staff does a great job. But, uh, boy, I'll, I'll tell you what, that's a big statement when you say that this team may be more talented than a team. I said it then, and, and I'll, I'll say it again. I thought that they were the best high school team I had ever seen last year. Another Thanksgiving Eve tradition is Cranbrook and Trenton, you know, both teams battled out. It was three to three, and then Trenton scores three on answer goals to win six to three. So Trenton's off, you know, off to a great start. They beat Woodhaven. They lost to a close one, the UAD Jesuit, and now Cranbrook. Yeah, and and you know what? That again, that UAD Jesuit team. I, I wouldn't read too much into that. That team is is really good. I had some people, we talked about it last week, I had some people talk up U of D and, and they certainly uh, have an influx of talent. I'm looking forward to seeing them with my own two eyes. Uh, John, to me, um, 
Trenton is in that top echelon of the D2. I think that when you talk about Heartland, the defending chap, you have to. There's no doubt about that. When you talk about Brother Rice, I think you have to talk about Trenton next. I really do. I, I think, you know, in no particular order, those would be the top three. And then, you know, you got a couple teams that are still, you know, working in that direction and and, and are going to do their best to get there. I think Plymouth is, is a team. Livonia Stevenson is a team uh, that you have to mention maybe in that next echelon that aren't quite there, but right now, to me, I, I think there's, there's in no particular order, Hartland, Rice, and, and Trenton. And, and Trenton doing their part. Look, it's Cranbrook. You know, I mean, much like we were talking about earlier, uh, Brother Rice and Catholic Central, it's Cranbrook. And, and Cranbrook, again, I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable schedule. But uh, Trenton plays their fair share of, of tough games as well. And right now, you have to put them in that penthouse to be sure. Special shout-out to Sean Parker providing us the Thanks, footage Sean. of the Tr- Trenton-Cranbrook game from last week. Let's go to the west side of the state. Uh, Grand Rapids Christian took on Grand Rapids Catholic Central, battle of two uh, Division three teams. And Grand Rapids Catholic Central one forty two. Well, you know it's interesting because right now I'm not sure the pecking order on the west side, and it's funny because I've talked to two different, three different coaches out on the west side, and they aren't sure of the pecking order right now. Uh, you know, GRC bounces back with a with a win over NE. Uh, GRCC a little up and down to be sure. So right now there there's a pecking order that I think is waiting. To be figured out. Forest Hill Central's definitely in the, in the middle of that. I, I get to go see them in a couple weeks against a team I know that we're going to be talking about in just a matter of minutes here. And I'm excited to see both of those teams. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to be talking to Forest Hill Central's coach next week as well, Coach Zaszczak. So, um, you know, here's the thing, John. Uh, it, I think at this point in time of the year, especially for those of us that are doing some rankings and you and I have some conversations I, I think it's important to try, try being the key and operative word, to establish some kind of pecking order. And right now on the west side, I'm not sure that there's a pecking order just yet. In our season premiere last week, we talked a little bit about Alpena. We had coaches and parents. I had like a couple of emails saying, thanks for talking about Alpena. Alpena is off to a 4-0 start. They beat Gross Point North and Riverview Gabe Richard at their own tournament this past weekend. 4-0. All shut out. The Wildcats are on fire. And in fairness, you know what? Uh, to the Wildcat fans out there, uh, John, I'm sure you had the same thing happen. I had multiple people tell me, look out for Alpina. Multiple coaches. And, and, and when I say multiple coaches, I'm not just talking about the northern area. I, I had coaches in this area. Some coaches out west talk about Alpina. And you know what? They're backing it up. As you mentioned, John, uh, they're 4-0. Giving them no goals. Yeah. Come on, and and you know when you see the caliber of teams that they played, uh, that's really a big statement right now. Speaking of big, yeah. did you like how I lobbed that softball? Oh yeah. Do you want to talk about the? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna lob that softball to you. Speaking of big, John. Yes, they got a goalie in Cooper Black. He's six foot six. Mm. Comparisons to Ben Bishop with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. You know what's the advantage of having? A big goalie. Well, I think first and foremost, you know, everybody talks about those big legs and there's not a lot of room to shoot at. I think if you talk to any coach, if you talk to to anybody really at any level, what, what they always say to do with the big goalies is go low on them. 
you know, go go low on them because maybe they're not going to be as quick because you know they're coming down from six foot six and everything. But hey, I'll tell you what, Cooper Black is getting the job done so far. The Wildcats are getting the job done so far. I, I'm very intrigued. They're they're a team that I got to circle around, and you know the alerts come up when when Alpina has games and everything. So I, I I'm following uh, from afar, if you will, what the Wildcats are doing to be sure. And another special shout out to Larissa Liska out in the northern Michigan area. The television station provided us the footage. Oh, way cool. Also, too, if you have footage, let us know. You know, the email is right there on the bottom of your screen. You know, if you have footage, we'll put it up on our podcast. Yeah, no doubt about it. Then thank you to anybody that helps us out. This really is a a team effort. Livonia Stevenson, they got off. You know, they lost to Brother Rice in the opener. They have won the last three games, including the sweep at the Cranbrook tournament with Brighton and Cranbrook. Those are two big wins. As I said, uh, I, I think Stevenson, I said it last week, I'll say it again, I think that they're a work in progress. Um, you know, Brother Rice took care of business, but to bounce back the way they did against their rival, uh, against Churchill uh, the night before Thanksgiving, I, I happened to be there for the doubleheader that night. And then to go beat the caliber team that they did, to beat Brighton, to beat uh, Cranbrook, I mean, those are two big wins for Dave Mitchell's Spartans. They're going to be a work in progress. Mark my words, I, I think everybody knows this. He's going to have them ready come playoff time because that's just what they do now. But that that's a, a big win, a signature win, if you will, over the weekend. You want to mention quickly about Farmington United. Unbelievable. You know, it's interesting. Um, we had a couple people, when you posted this podcast, make reference to this team. And so I asked a couple coaches that played against them and uh, did a little homework. They just keep winning. I mean, they they just keep winning. Uh, they're in a situation now where they're they're off to an unbeaten start. They've outscored their opponents 30-3. to You're doing something right when you're winning hockey games like that. They're coming off a weekend where they took care of business against Traverse City Central, Traverse City West. And as I mentioned, John, I, I'm going to get an opportunity to see them play out in Farmington uh, next week, as a matter of fact, when Forest Hill Central comes to town. So two teams that I'm really looking forward to see and get together on that Friday night. And it's all the Farmington schools now, you know, Farmington, Harrison, and North Farmington. On this yeah, team. you know what? And, and listen, at the end of the day, you you go out and you play with what you have. And 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 I, when you are outscoring opponents 30-3, to three, Man, I, I think that speaks volume. So I'm intrigued. That's a great story. And certainly, John, a team is I'm about one week away, yeah. less than a week away from from dropping some some rankings that uh, deserve some serious consideration. And and another shout-out to Ben McColl. He has eight goals on this season. You know, it's still early, but still you're leading the state with eight goals. Yeah, un- unbelievable. You know, the kid in Woodhaven, if I'm not mistaken. Zach has, Robinson. Yeah, Zach Robinson has, I think, what is it, eight and seven right now? I think he's got 15 points so far. So uh, when, when you're getting off to a start like that, and certainly Zach Robinson's a name that – comes up in player of the year conversations to be sure. Uh, props to Ben, props to United. I mean, great story so far. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, Sean's going to be speaking with Jerry Vento, the hockey coach over at Plymouth. Stay with us here on the State Champs High School Hockey Report podcast presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. I want to blend my business education and athletic skills and open my own fitness center. At Lawrence Tech, I'm learning how to research, present, and to really think like an entrepreneur. And I love the small college feel here, where there's always something to do. We have men's and women's intercollegiate sports and dozens of student organizations. I can't wait to apply what I'm learning here 
in the real world. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. There's an old saying, you can never have too many officials. The age of the average official is 52 and getting older all the time. We're constantly recruiting new people, younger people to join us. After you register with the MHSAA, look on the website to find an officials association near you. They'll put you in a position to succeed as an official. We all learned a lot from high school sports, and officiating is a great way to give back to the game. There's help wanted, just whistle. And welcome back into the Michigan High School Hockey Report. My name is Sean Belegian, kindly being joined by the head coach at Plymouth, Jerry Vento. And uh, first of all, Coach Vento, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. You know, it's interesting. You guys came up last week during the course of the show, and I think it's safe to say, not to embarrass you, you guys have become one of the powers in Division Two. There's no doubt about that. And John asked me, um, what do you think the next step is for Plymouth? And I promised him that I would ask you. So let's start there. What is the next step for Plymouth? Well, first, let me just say thank you for having me on. Really appreciate the job you and John do for high school hockey. It's really is tremendous. Um, as far as the next step for us, yeah, you know, I mean, we've won uh, we've won a couple regional titles at Plymouth. Um, we haven't made it to USA, and you know, that's the next step. I mean, there's no sense, you know, hiding it or beating around the bush. You know, I had, I had a couple. You know, I've had some pretty good teams at Plymouth, and the year we won regionals, we had to go face CC both years, which everyone knows is a struggle, but it is what it is. And you know, yeah, that's I think that's the goal for every team that is to get the USA. You know, it's interesting, Jerry, because as you mentioned, I think anybody that follows high school hockey knows that, that you guys have become, I, I use the term, one of the usual suspects in Division Two. You just know that you're going to be up there. You were a top five team for such a long time last year. It, it's so interesting how this is a situation now where a lot of times it depends on, I don't know, the pull of a hat, the, the luck of the draw, so to speak, and what bracket you might end up in. For sure. You know, I mean, last year's a classic example. You know, I mean, Stevenson's been a power in D2. And, you know, last year we went uh, we went to Stevenson uh, early December to pull names out of a hat to see who we were playing. And, you know, we found out then it was Stevenson. And I knew, you know, first week of December that come the end of February that was going to be the game of the year. And, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. It was a tremendous hockey game. Um, you know, but it is what it is. And, you know, the fact that it comes down to that is kind of unfortunate, but not much you can do about it. Well, and it's, you know, obviously that's something that, you know, I've said so many times, I'd love to see something like that change. It's, you know, I think we saw that twice last year. You know, we saw two top five type teams and Houghton and Hancock have right. to play early on. Right. You guys have to play early on. But, you know, the one thing that I've noticed, and we can talk about the KLA, but outside of the KLA, you are one of the schools that I think are leading the way in regards to, I'll just call it anybody, any place. If you take a look at the Plymouth schedule, you know, you guys are you guys are going up north to Alpena, the Sioux. You're going out west. You've really kind of taken right. on that anyone, anywhere. Talk about that mindset. Well, you know, I mean, it's a matter of getting ready for the playoffs. You know, I, um, you know, it's funny, at my parent meeting to start the season, you know, I parents saw the schedule and I told them I said look I said it's not a schedule designed for a big win-loss record you know what I mean it's a schedule designed to get us ready you know come the end of February and that's the only way to do it I mean I, I think we play in the toughest if not one of the toughest leagues in the state I said you know and then you add the teams we're playing you know 
you know, on uh, a St. Mary's, a Brother Rice, a Cranbrook, um, St. Ignatius is coming in. There's uh, there's no off night for us. I always bring up, I, I use Cranbrook as an example. I did, as a matter of fact, earlier in the show, and uh, I'll use it to you as well, because I, I think you bring up such a great point about the win-loss record. A, a lot of times you can look at a win-loss record, and it doesn't tell the story now in, in high school hockey. No. It, it's, it's the battle-tested mindset. All right, we took some lumps, but we learned how to win some of these big games. And yeah, You got Heritage coming in. You got Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That's not even to mention, we have haven't even touched the KLAA yet, but right. have you found that th- that your team has responded to that in the last couple of years? Oh, I think it's been I think it's been a big bonus. I mean, guys get up for the game. It certainly you know gets them battle tested. And you know when you're building a program and you're trying to bring players to play for you, you want to show them, hey, this is who you're going to play. This is who you're going to be competing against. You know, and it's all about kids want to move on to the next level, and you know, scouts want to come see the better teams play. It's just the way it is, and whether you are that team or not. But if you're playing the better team, it's just better all the way around. Are you surprised? And I'm I'm going to get off topic for just a second, but this is something that he he you just brought it up, and I know we were talking about this. Are you surprised that there's still this? I don't know unfair stigma about high school hockey because I'll tell you what, if you talk to scouts and this is not to bash anybody else that's not my scene, I'm never going to do it but if you talk to scouts, they know about the talent in, in high school hockey they know that Jerry Vento has guys moving on, they know that other places have guys moving on now from the high school level, are you surprised that there still seems to be some kind of stigma about high school hockey? It's so 10 years ago now. Yeah, I mean, obviously me being in the middle of it you know, I, I'm shocked by it. Um, unfortunately, you know, I'll say I think a lot of it is is parent driven. There's a mindset, you know, that you know parents have their kids in you know certain programs, you know, playing in you know AAA hockey. They think that's where they got to be. That's where the big money's being spent. So that's obviously where they're getting noticed, and it's it's just not the case. You know, we we fortunately were able to move on a couple guys last year, but there's teams across the state that are doing it, and you know, it's like everything else. You know, there's a lot of coaches doing a lot of hard work out there to build their program. And, you know, scouts get paid to find players. Sure. And, you know, to have the opportunity to play for your high school in, in front of your peers, with your friends that you see every day, until you do it, you really don't understand it. Yeah, well said. Jerry Vento, the head coach at uh, Plymouth, kindly joins us. Uh, Jerry, I, this is one thing that I, I'm so happy. I've, I've been banging the drum about this. You know, there's so much talk, KLA, MIHL. You guys all got together and said, okay, let's have a day where we showcase what both of, of those leagues are doing. Uh, your thoughts on the KLA, MIHL getting together and having a little showcase like that? You know, last year was the first year, and, you know, and Dave Mitchell put it together, Stevenson, and, you know, it was a tremendous day. And, yeah, I mean, you can uh, make an argument for either league being the top in the state, but I, I think it's safe to say those are the top two, and you get some really tremendous matchups all day long. And, you know, that was a classic example that day. You know, one of our players got noticed by, by a scout and ended up playing there in the North American League. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a fun game, you know, to coach in, but it's a great it's a great day to spend at the rink because you know you're seeing you're seeing the top teams 
whether it's Rice, CC, Stevenson, you know, Brighton, Heartland, they're all there. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. And great point, too, because I'll tell you what, I got there late after working my day job. The amount of scouts that were in the back room, yeah. where the coffee and everything was, that were sitting around talking and everything, certainly a chance to be noticed. Hey, before we let you go, uh, just your thoughts in the KLA, you know, where where the league has come from. I think it's always been good, but I think what you've seen in recent years is you, you've seen some programs say, all right, we better keep our shop in order or else you're going to get run. And it just seems like it goes like this year by year by year it, it is crazy I mean every you know the the powers are still the powers and everybody is just uh is just stepping up their game we saw what Churchill did last year great making run. their run um you know we're our whole our lockers across the across the way from Canton you know they're making changes they're progressing it's it's a really tough league it's you know it's night in night out and, uh, you know, you better be ready to play. You bring up a great point, too. Your neck of the woods is so interesting because you have Plymouth, Canton, and Salem yeah. all on top of each other. You know, and if you don't understand how the school works there as well, I mean, talk about that dynamic because you guys have had some legendary battles that have oh, gone yeah. both way, in particular with Salem. But right. that is such an interesting dynamic that maybe people around the state don't know about. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people understand. You know, there, there's three schools on one campus essentially, and kids go to school, class in Canton, class in Salem, class in Plymouth. You'll be playing against the kid that you had chemistry class with earlier that day. Um, you know, you uh, you don't pick your school. You know, you're you're drawn out of a hat. Like I think it's in sixth grade, and so it's very unique. Um, causes for some very intense games you know, between the schools, but at the end of the day, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt about it. High school hockey's a lot of fun, and it's certainly fun to watch Plymouth in action. Jerry Vento kindly uh, joins us. Coach, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank Continued you success. Happy holidays to you and the family Same as well. You. Merry Christmas, and look forward to seeing Plymouth in person. You should, too. Thanks, Jerry, for joining us here on the High School Hockey Report podcast. Sean, your thoughts on Plymouth going into the season? Tremendous. Uh, you know, it's funny. You and I talked about this last week, and, um, you know, what's the next step for this team? Uh, to me, it's taking that next step, winning a regional, getting to USA Hockey Arena. I mean, the the testament of that shows that you're doing a tremendous job is just year in, year out, you're there. And, and Vento certainly has become one of the usual suspects uh, at Plymouth. All right, let's go to our top games of the week. This podcast is broadcasted on Wednesday, and on Wednesday night, Riverview Gabriel Richard takes on Woodhaven. This is a rematch of the Division Three regional final that Gabriel Richard won that led him on to the semifinals last year. Woodhaven's in Division Two this year, so what's your thoughts on this matchup going into tonight? Well, you know, I, I wish I could get out there, to be honest with you. I'm really intrigued at uh, Gabriel Richard. I'm very intrigued at Gabriel Richard because I think they took a run that not a lot of people saw coming last year. He did. Yeah. I didn't. And, um, you know, obviously I think when you have the coaching staff that they have and, and, and you know, they've got a pretty good pool down in that area as well. Uh, they're an intrigue. I'm really intrigued at Woodhaven. You know, they, they, they made some noise last year they had a nice big long winning streak and as we mentioned earlier Zach Robinson is off to a great start and you know what they're being noticed I mean all I can do is tell you when I talk to coaches about player of the year and ask them for their mock top 10 multiple and when I say multiple I mean multiple coaches has said you got to put the Zach Robinson kid on there and he's backing it up right now uh, with 15 points to start the season a big Division Three matchup on Ooh. Friday and Saturday. Calumet's coming all the way down from the UP to take on Cranbrook. Well, Calumet, uh, I, I think they are living up 
to the bold expectations and prognostications early on. Everybody told me that they're the team to beat in the UP. And that's a big statement. And maybe Division Three. Absolutely. But I tell you, just in Division, just in the UP, that's a big statement because you're talking about some good D2 teams. You're talking about some of the best D3 can offer. So that's a big statement. And they're backing it up so far. Cranbrook is Cranbrook. I, I, I'm going to keep saying this. If, if, if you're one of those people that you look at records, uh, Cranbrook, pay no attention to the record. Uh, go look at who they play week in, week out. It's a battle-tested schedule. This is a team that's all the better for it come playoff time. And this could be a preview of a darn good potential Division three, dare I say, semifinal or final, depending on how the brackets play out. So uh, that is that is can't miss stuff. And quickly, what's your thoughts on Andy Weinbach uh, retiring? You know, he's been great for high school hockey. He's, I mean, I I call him the Godfather. Seriously, he is, and uh, he's such a nice guy. I mean, anytime you talk to Andy, I think anybody who has uh, ever had uh, dealings with him will will say the same thing. Uh, he's got a great staff there as well. I know one of the guys that I'd like to talk to uh, in in the next few weeks is is one of his assistants Scott Locke who of course used to coach at Gross Point North does a, a great job at the MDHL so we can talk to him about a bunch of things it's it's going to be um it, it's going to be a rallying cry as the season goes on too uh you know win it for Andy one more for Andy and everything I know Andy doesn't want to hear that but I think that's going to be the sentiment on Friday night, we have Saginaw Heritage taking on Forest Hills Northern Eastern. Heritage, a great, a great story, John. As we talked about, you know, they they went out and, and beat Brighton. Uh, I think we've talked a lot on the show the last couple of weeks uh, about what JJ uh, Bamberger has done. He's he's done a tremendous job now in multiple divisions. Uh, Forest Hills NE. I, you know, I'll, I'll say it again. I want one of those teams in the West to say we're the top dog yeah. because the start to the season, it, I haven't seen it yet. I don't think any. Anybody's seen it yet. I hope the coaches out there uh, in the West Side would agree. Forest Hills NE, this is a good opportunity to grab, you know, by the scuff of the neck and say, you know what, we're going to be the team to watch out here. And we have the defending Division II state champs, Heartland, making the trip up north to take on Houghton. Yeah, that's never easy. Uh, no doubt about that. You know, this is a situation I think everybody knows what Coach Markham brings to the table year in, year out. That is a tough, tough game. No matter where you play the Gremlins, that's going to be a tough game. I saw Heartland uh, last week. Uh, Coach Gadwa, his his staff, I mean, it's you, you want to talk about churning them out. Year in, year out, they just keep doing it. They look tremendous against Livonia Franklin. And, and certainly, look, when you're the defending champion, you're already, you already have that bullseye on you. But as I mentioned, I think right now, if you're talking about the top echelon of, of Division II teams, I think you have to still start with Heartland. And another game I forgot to mention earlier on that's on Wednesday night is Macomb Dakota taking on Gross Point that's, South. I'm I'm intrigued at that one. I I, I really am. I, I I think Bobby's done a, a tremendous job with Gross Point South. I think that's a team that um, is going to take a step back up in the right direction. And John, we we talked about this a lot the last couple of years. Anybody that sleeps on those teams yeah. out, whether it be Dakota, yeah. whether it be Eisenhower, you're going to find pucks in the back of your net and L's on on your ledger. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Dakota's had some pretty good runs, and I, I'm that's one I'm really intrigued at. And also, too, uh, another UP school coming down here is Sault Ste. Marie. They're going to be playing Utica Eisenhower on Friday night. Yeah, it's a great matchup, and and Bob Hall is uh, is another guy. I mean, he's had so many good teams for so many years now. I'm waiting for them. They're another team. I, I think like. 
Plymouth. They're another team. Their next step is to take that ice chip and chip away and, and take that next step to, to get to USA Hockey Arena. And lastly, the first meeting between Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Detroit Catholic Central well, on you know, Saturday. Well, it's 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 chock full of Player of the Year candidates. I can tell you that. I'm going to be there on Saturday. I don't know if you're coming, but I, I look forward to seeing both of those teams. Uh, you know, obviously, when you talk about. Um, CC, there are so many players. I've had everybody and their brother tell me to look out for for Bryce Callen. I mean, it's not like he's come out of nowhere and everything. I think if you follow high school hockey, uh, you you know of him. But when you talk about guys being mentioned as as player of the year, uh, just about everybody has included that young man on their list. So uh, that is going to be a great game. The Eaglets and the Shamrocks getting together uh, at USA Hockey Arena. So, uh, hey, come out. Yeah. It's good for high school hockey. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, so that's it for another edition of the State Champs High School Hockey Report podcast presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belisian. We'll see you guys next week. See you at the rink.